please do not listen to this podcast while driving a car or a bus. Only listen when you can focus on your well-being and personal growth. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Guided by Bob. I'm your host, Bob. Every week, I select not one, but two non-sexual fantasies submitted by our fans, and I bring those fantasies to life in the form of a guided meditation. If you would like to submit your fantasy for consideration, please visit our website at guidedbybob.com. Click on the fantasy submission link. If your fantasy is chosen, you will win a free Guided by Bob t-shirt and a snack of your choice. As promised, today we have a guest on the show. Our friend Craig Moorhead is here to perform today's guest meditation. Stick around and check it out. What time is it? It's snack. Today's snack is a gluten-free cinnamon roll from Craven's Bakery here in Wilmington, North Carolina. And today's beverage is Bruce Cost ginger ale. Both are delicious. As always, we will donate a portion of our proceeds to Project Lime. Project Lime is a nonprofit organization that helps fund research and education for Lyme disease. For more information on how you can help, please visit projectlime.org. And that's all there is to it. I'm gonna make my way to the patent lounge to start today's meditation. I will see you there. Please follow us on Twitter at Guided by Bob Pond and on Instagram and Facebook at Guided by Bob Podcast. You can donate to the show at patreon.com. All donations will give you access to exclusive Guided by Bob content. Hey friends, welcome to the Patent Lounge. Please take a deep breath and leave your worries outside. As always, these meditations are for entertainment purposes only and should never be taken seriously, no matter how lifelike they may seem. Today's fantasy is brought to you by Christina from New York City, New York. She writes, Dear Bob, 
your podcast trips me out. I never know what you're going to talk about next. I am a bulldog owner and think that they are the most wonderful animals in the universe. My fantasy is to be in a field of flowers surrounded by nothing but bulldogs. I would play with them and then name them all one by one. Please make this fantasy come true. You're the best. Christina. Well, Christina, today is your lucky day. Sit back, relax, and lend me your ears. Your fantasy starts now, 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 now. You sit underneath a massive oak tree at the back of a huge estate. You look off into the distance and see some movement. What can only be described as a brigade of bulldogs is headed your way. You look out at the ocean of bulldogs and try to see how many there are. Maybe 300 maybe more. You start clapping and cheering them on like you have lost your mind. You point at the fastest one and say, your name is Shakari. Bulldog hustles to your lap. You look down at him and say, Oh my goodness, aren't you the cutest thing ever? Your coat makes you look like a Reese's cup. So I will call you Reese's. The bulldog squints his eyes and says, There's chocolate in Reese's cups. I can't eat chocolate. If I do, 
I might die. How would you like it if your name was something that might kill you? Like Roundup or Cyanide or Neutron fucking bomb. You consider the Bulldog's argument and say, Okay, then, your name is Buckethead. The Bulldog seems satisfied. He runs back into the group. An all-white female bulldog hustles forward and into your lap. You say, aren't you just the prettiest girl I've ever seen? A real princess. I'm gonna call you Princess Victoria. The bulldog pulls away from you. She says, Victoria, I can't roll with that. I had an Aunt Vicky. We called her Vicky Voom Voom. Fifteen litters. She's still slinging it around. Out there serving it up. Hot. Like a pancake. At one of them church supper thingies. <laughs> you take a second to digest this totally believable story. You say, okay then, your name will be Snow Cream Face. Satisfied Snow Cream Face runs back into the field of flowers. The next dog in line is a small brown pup. He leaps onto your lap. He barks a couple of times in approval. You say, Oh, my goodness. You have the sweetest bark I've ever heard. Can you not speak like the other dogs? The dog looks at you and says, I can talk like the other dogs. I just try not to talk too crazy.
crazy people sitting out here under a tree naming dogs one by one seemed kind of off to me red flag city you bristle and say I am not a city of red flags. I'm excited, but I'm certainly not crazy. The bulldog continues. Well, crazy people don't know they're crazy. Jeffrey Dahmer didn't think he was crazy. Chilling on the couch, eating slurpees out of people's heads. You've had enough of this bulldog. You say, okay. Fine. Your name is Piglet. You put Piglet down and shoo him away. You look up and see a truck driving towards the back of the farm. It's the dog catcher. The dog catcher pulls up about 30 yards from the oak tree and gets out. You look closer and recognize the dog catcher. It's James. Hetfield, the lead singer from Metallica. You can hear Ride the Lightning bellowing from the inside of his work truck. You meet him halfway and say, Hey, aren't you James Hetfield from Metallica? James laughs and quietly removes his James name tag. He says, that's funny. I get that all the time. I don't even know who he is. I'm not much of a Metallica fan. I'm more of a Weezer guy myself. You perk up your ears as Ride the Lightning 
fades into inner Sandman, you say. But isn't this the Black Album? James tries to change the subject. He says, I'm not here to talk about my love for Weezer. As he walks over and opens the toolbox on the back of his work truck. He fiddles around inside and pulls out a gadget. It appears to be a ghost trap from the original Ghostbusters. He holds it up to you and says, check this bad boy out. I bought it at an estate sale while we were on tour. I mean, while I was visiting family in Connecticut. Made a few modifications to it, but it works like a charm. There's a toggle switch on the side of the trap that reads ghosts on one side and doggies on the other. James flips it into the doggy position. James tosses the ghost trap onto the ground. He presses the open button. An intense flash of light blasts out into the sky, blinding. You stand steady in your spot and don't move a muscle. James hits the capture button and in one loud slurping motion, the ghost trap turns doggy ensnarement device sucks up all of the bulldogs in the entire field. Your new friend Buckethead flies by your face. You grab his stumpy little back leg as his smushy face gets pulled down towards the trap. James hits the close button. 
all the bulldogs have been captured except for Buckethead. You hold Buckethead close and run towards the oak tree. James picks up the doggy trap and smoke filters out into the air. He tosses it into the front seat of his truck and grabs his dog net. He reaches into the console and pulls out his Sony cassette Walkman. James plugs his earphones in and inserts the Metallica classic and justice for all and clicks play. He takes his dog net and starts to chase you. You scream out, no, you can't take Buckethead. James is tireless in his pursuit. He jams out to his Walkman. An impressive guitar riff hits and James stops running. He uses his dog net as an air guitar. James sings along Doctors imprisoning me. All that I see, absolute horror. You run straight for the dog catcher truck and jump inside. You gently toss bucket head into the passenger seat and floor it. You look in the rearview mirror and see James Hetfield standing underneath the tree with his foot propped up on a nearby stump. He continues to shred on his dog catcher net and sing at the top of his lungs. A narrow escape. You get a few miles down the road when the doggy trap malfunctions. All of the captured animals are released at once. 
the Bulldog Brigade burst through the windshield, windows, doors, and roof of the truck. The vehicle is now worthless. You are stuck underneath the bulldog ocean as you struggle to move. Your smile cannot be contained. You're in heaven. And we're back. Could somebody get the rest of these dogs out of the lounge, please? Thanks. I'd like to welcome our friend Craig Moorhead to the show. Craig is a very talented writer and musician. He also runs the TikTok account for AARP, where he was recently nominated for a Webby Award. We're excited to have him join us today. Craig... The floor is yours. Hey, everybody. Thanks, Bob, for having me as a guest on your show. My name is Craig Moorhead. You can find songs that I've written and recorded on all your favorite streamers, as well as at craigmoorhead.bandcamp.com. Let's jump back over to the Patton Lounge and start today's guest meditation. Today's guest fantasy is brought to you by Glenn from Norfolk, Virginia. He writes, Dear Bob, thanks for the chill podcast. I listen to it while I get my walking in after work. I am a diabetic and I can't have sweets, so my fantasy is simple. I want to eat Dairy Queen ice cream and treats until my body explodes. Let's do this. Your friend, Glenn. Well, Glenn, today is your lucky day. Sit back, relax, and lend me your ears. Your fantasy, your fantasy starts, starts, starts now. now. You pull up into the Dairy Queen parking lot on your 1947 Harley-Davidson knucklehead. It's summertime, a perfect day for a ride. It's partly sunny. You slide off the seat and remove your belt from your blue jeans. You won't be needing it today. Today, you're eating Dairy Queen until your body explodes. You walk inside and take off your Oakley sunglasses. The harsh Oakley sunburn rings around your eyes would make Kenny Powers proud. There's a couple of Little League baseball players waiting in line with their father. You lean down toward the little boys 
their baseball uniforms stained with dirt, and say, hey boys, big game tonight? Did you win? Suddenly sad, the youngest of the boys looks up at you and says, no sir, we lost, 14 to two. You shake your head and say, oh, my goodness, a good old butt whooping. Well, unfortunately, losers eat last. You push your way past them and make your way to the front of the line. The father consoles his child and lets you go by unscathed. You hang your Oakleys firmly inside the neckline of your Myrtle Beach tank top and let out a long sigh. The cashier comes over. You squint as you look at the name tag on her blue Dairy Queen shirt. It reads, Ingrid. You're about of equal age, and there is an immediate connection. You say, hello, Ingrid. My name is Glenn. My order will probably shock you. You might want to get a notepad ready. Ingrid looks at the Freestyle Libra glucose monitor that is embedded on the outside of your right arm. She says, my dad has diabetes. Do those things work? I know he's thinking about getting one. You look down and tear the Freestyle Libra off of your skin and say no. It's a piece of shit. You toss the glucose monitor over the counter. It lands in the crushed up bowl of Heath bars next to the line of other various Sunday toppings. You say, before I order, I want to know why your sign advertises brassiers. Ingrid replies, it isn't an ad for brassiers. It's pronounced brazier. It means a charcoal device consisting of a container of live coals covered by a grill or thin metal top upon which the food, usually meat, is placed. You are embarrassed that you thought Dairy Queen had been advertising for bras ever since you were a kid. You play it off rather well. Ingrid silently reads the blaze orange Myrtle Beach label on your tank top and is not surprised by your behavior. She clicks her pen and gets ready for your order. You launch right into it. I want two chicken strip baskets, two chili dogs, one order of pretzel sticks with zesty queso, three chocolate dip cones, one blue raspberry Mr. Misty slush, one lemon lime Mr. Misty slush, one cherry Mr. Misty slush. Ingrid holds her finger up for a second. You stop reading the menu as she looks at you and says, Excuse me, are you trying to kill yourself? You say, technically, yes. But more specifically, I'm wanting to explode myself. Ingrid's eyes light up. 
She says with a smile, Well, why didn't you say so? You're ordering a lot of food, but if you seriously want to blow the fuck up, I suggest ordering more of each item. Ingrid has made a solid point. You're not sure if she's really concerned with the effectiveness of your plan, or if she's trying to win Sales Employee of the Month. You decide on the former, because life's too short not to trust the girl at Dairy Queen who wants to help you eat yourself to death. You get more aggressive with your order. Give me six banana splits, nine peanut buster parfaits, 11 fudge brownie delights. Ingrid says, Come on, Glenn. My grandma could eat that many. The gauntlet has been thrown. You stick your disgustingly hairy chest forward and continue. Okay. Give me 27 Oreo brownie earthquakes. Ingrid interrupts. I'm sorry, but we don't make those anymore. You say, today you do. You clap your hands together, like that old woman at the end of the clapper commercial. The sounds of supply airplanes pass over the small building. Two wooden crates labeled Oreo Brownie Earthquake parachute down and land in the parking lot. Ingrid is impressed. If you weren't planning on dying later, you might ask her for her phone number. You keep going. Give me 30 strawberry cheesecake blizzards. How many different blizzards do you make? Ingrid replies, 21. You say cool. Give me 30 of each. Except the cotton candy one. That sounds too sweet for me. Ingrid nods and rips off her fourth piece of paper. Your death by Dairy Queen order is complete. Ingrid heads to the back, where her and the rest of the DQ crew start on your massive food request. You sigh and turn around from the counter. The father and his two Little League children are still there. The father locks eyes with you and says, You're a disgusting idiot. He then ushers his kids out and back to his truck. He wants no part of your diabetes. You are now the only customer inside. You drag several tables together and sit down on the cold, uncomfortable Dairy Queen chair. Ingrid and four other employees bring the mountain of food out to you. They spread it evenly across the tables in front of you. There's not enough space. They stack a mountain of different blizzards on the floor. The ice cream mountain is now as high as your head. Ingrid looks at your farmer's tan with a strange amount of respect. You say, thanks, Ingrid. You should all take shelter. Ingrid gives a Dairy Queen curtsy and heads back behind the counter. You grab the first banana split in your sights shove the entire thing into your mouth. A piece of the banana sticks out from your lips as you struggle to choke down the massive amounts of whipped, 
and ice cream. The massive sugar rush whispers sweet nothings into your brain as your diabetic demons start to run victory laps in your bloodstream. You lean your head back and chase it down with your first Mr. Misty slush. You look outside as Ingrid unpacks the two crates of Oreo brownie earthquake supplies in the parking lot. It's at this moment you realize that you are deeply in love with Ingrid. But you'll be dead soon. Such is the irony of life. You grab your first peanut buster parfait and shovel it into your face with the frustratingly small red plastic spoon. You toss the spoon to the floor and start using your fingers. The super salty Spanish-style peanuts against the backdrop of the warm chocolate sauce feels like a slow drive through the French countryside. Some of the melted chocolate-stained ice cream clings to your poorly groomed goatee. Ingrid comes in with her arms filled with several Oreo brownie earthquakes that she whipped up in the parking lot. She is the most beautiful woman you have ever seen. Ingrid turns the open sign on the door around. Dairy Queen is now officially closed. She pulls up a chair and sits by your side. You quickly down a chili dog and a thin mint blizzard. For the first time, you feel your belly push up against the bottom of the table in front of you. Your plan is working. An older woman enters the store, despite the clothes sign. She looks over and sees the massive spread in front of you. You wipe your mouth with a fudge brownie delight and grab another peanut buster parfait. The woman makes a crude what the hell is going on in here face. She points to the closed sign and asks Ingrid, Why are you closed? It's not even three o'clock. Ingrid replies, It's because we ran out of most of our items. We will open again in the morning. The woman is not satisfied with Ingrid's answer. She says, Did you run out? Or did that pig order the whole menu? She's pointing at you. You don't like the tone of her voice. You load a massive bite of peanut buster parfait into your mouth and spit it across the store. It hits the woman in the face, leaving a small chocolate-covered streak across her forehead. Perfect shot. The woman huffs and leaves. Now it's just you and Ingrid. Ingrid sits there for the next hour. She spoon-feeds you every last bit of the Oreo brownie earthquakes. You feel a massive rumbling in your stomach. Your face feels large and bloated. You try to reach for another Mr. Misty slush, but your arm is too heavy. You can barely move. Your Myrtle Beach tank top rips right down the middle. Serious fat guy in a little coat vibes. Ingrid uses a napkin to wipe your sweaty head. She has one bite left of your last Oreo brownie earthquake. She smiles at you and puts the last bite into your mouth. You struggle to move your jaws up and down, but finally find the strength to do so. Ingrid locks eyes with you. No words are exchanged 
but they are unnecessary. The connection the two of you feel to each other is real. Ingrid leans in and kisses you on the forehead. True love. At that moment, every single atom in your body explodes at the speed of light. It's like you cross the streams in Ghostbusters, but instead of proton beams, you use dairy products. Even though your body no longer exists and you can no longer see, your hearing remains intact. You can hear the sound of Ingrid saying, I did it. I won sales employee of the month. You mumble, damn it, in your own mind, as you drift off into the great unknown. Death by Dairy Queen is such a vibe. That's all we have for today. Please join us again next week for a new episode. Until then, to all of my fellow Lyme warriors out there and anyone who is struggling with chronic illness, I see you. I believe you. I believe in you. Be good.